Have you heard of Anchor? It's free and it's so easy. If I can figure it out, pretty much anyone can. Create your own podcast from your phone or any device and they will distribute it across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms on your behalf without you having to do a thing. You can also make money without any minimum listenership or any required audience. Anchor is super easy to use, and all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your own podcast today. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast with Diana Crash, founder of Good Vibes Marketing. Good Vibes Marketing provides organic content and marketing solutions to the cannabis space. And this is Leah, co-founder of BakeSmart. Our can of cows are the first edible safety designs for cannabis-infused foods. Anyone from your child to your grandmother will understand when a food is medicated as long as it's marked with our edible green crosses. Hey, Leah, how are you? I am good. cold. I'm cold in Oregon. It is yeah, so I'm cold, cold as well. Is it windy there? Because it is so windy here. Yes. I made the mistake of taking my dog and baby for a walk earlier. Um, and we didn't even go half as far as we normally do. It really bummed me out because oh, of the cold. I know. Right. It is so – I do not like being too hot, and I do not like being too cold. I like, I'm like baby bear. I just want to be just right. Just <laughs> give me 70 degrees and – I love it. Yeah, it's perfect. And to remind people, I'm in Oregon and you are all the way in Maryland. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That just seems like a lifetime away from me. It is. Yeah. So anyway, so should we get into our favorite things? I love today's topic about how we use our innate awesomeness to elevate cannabis, your cannabis career. And I'm going to start off with my first thing, which is the Edibles List magazine. So it's just called Edibles magazine. Um, and the person that runs this is Bo, and she does an amazing job. And I think it's her innate love of, you know, edibles and the plant and cannabis that has just brought her to this place where she now has this amazing magazine. And the reason I like it too is because as an edible maker myself and as someone who provides product to edible companies, this is a great resource for me. It always has been. Um, We've advertised, I think, for two years in this magazine. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is a really great resource. I wish more edible companies. So if you're listening in and you are an edible company, please consider advertising in the Edibles magazine um, because we really don't have anything like this in the industry for edible companies. And if you're a vendor for edible companies, this would be great if we could turn this magazine into like our resource guide. You know, mm-hmm. you need packaging, go to edibles magazine. You need um, ingredients, go to edibles magazine. You want to promote your business, go to edibles magazine. But I love this magazine. It's, it's a great thing. She's done an amazing job. She's a great person. They have recipes in here. They always have um, just the latest news. Um, so if you want to stay updated on what's happening, Happening in the cannabis space. Mm-hmm. They have all kinds of different articles on that. They always do different um, states, rules that are coming up. And I love it to keep informed. They have an online version and then they have 
old school print version, which I like because I'm old school. I like to feel that paper in my hand. But it's a really great uh, magazine. And if you don't have it in your state, reach out to us through Your Highness um, at Gmail. What is it? Your Highness Highness Podcast Podcast at Gmail. Mm -hmm. Because I can send you some. They always send me a bunch to hand out. And I'm happy to mail some of these off to people because I really love the magazine myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to share it with as many people as I can. Mm -hmm. So there's my favorite product. Awesome. Top that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, shit. I don't think I can um, <laughs> because I'm literally only going to talk about a strain. And uh, oh, well, that's important. Hey, <laughs> talking strains is really important because I'm always looking for good strains because I don't trust the bud tenders. So I always trust uh, what other people tell me that they get from it. Well, I don't trust my bud. Well, tenders, that's the problem. You need to work on that relationship because you should be. Able I to need to work that. on better bud tenders because a lot of these guys, I don't know. I mean, plus I'm a woman and I don't know, maybe that it's that has nothing to do with that. But I don't like to get too high. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have my sweet spot, just like my weather, my, you know, mm-hmm. intake. I got a sweet spot and I don't like to go any higher than my sweet spot. Right. Well, so tell us about this. That's this not the bud tender's fault there, girlfriend. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, okay. So, so, hey, this is a really, this is a great time to discuss that. Why isn't it the bud tender's? Um, if I'm coming in to buy a strain, why isn't it the bud tender's responsibility? I mean, do you tell them that? Are you communicating that? that clearly? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Well, then I think you need to find a new place if you're not finding it there. I because too. I have to say yeah. that where I got this strain or where anyone can get this strain is a great place to go. And these bud tenders, even though they don't call them that here, they're uh, patient care specialists or something like that. Um well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe they have a, a higher, more lofty title. They might. I mean, gives they them, do go through a know, lot of training. and uh, Maybe they take it more seriously. They do. They take it very seriously. This is a great company. Everyone that I've come in contact with so far is doing a great job in, the, in this. And what um, is this company that you speak uh, of? Rise. <laughs> R-I-S-E. Rise. Like just Rise. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and where is this located? In Maryland. <laughs> Let well, me say I'm it, Leah. Just trying to get information. <laughs> You're just being Give me so. A bit. Oh, I'm not sure. All right. Uh, so let me talk about it. God. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's Rise Dispensary. They have several locations in Maryland, and they are opening up a new one in Abingdon, which is in Harford County. Um, but they have currently they have Joppa, Bethesda, Silver Spring, and uh, I think that's it so far in Maryland. But that's a big deal right now. Um, the way things are moving. So that being said, this strain is called Strawberry OG. And according to Leafly, it's not to be confused with OG Strawberry. It's a stable strawberry flavor mixed against Bruce Banner's exceptional structure, yield, and early flowering schedule. Um, Anyway, it's a hybrid and it it, it produces a euphoric and relaxing aura. And it unleashes the mind. What does it? What does it produce for you? Like, how does it make you feel? Uh, amazing. <laughs> there Very you go. Creative. That's what I want to hear. 
I don't care what the description yeah. says. I want to hear how you it's, feel. Like when you – and does it have a really strong strawberry smell? Uh, not really, but it tastes kind of like strawberry. It's weird. And it's That's a nice. really nice – it's like when they say euphoric, usually I'm like, okay, you know, because I'm just like super pessimistic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly why I like to talk to people and not read the descriptions right. because – yeah. Half the time they don't apply. I know people to me. are like, oh, so it makes you feel like it's like, oh, okay, I wish. But this actually does. It makes me feel like really happy. And it had me, you know, writing like a fool. And that's what I needed to do. So wow. <laughs> I like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely check it out. I want to get my hands on that. I'm excited because we just uh, harvested pineapple kush and it smells amazing mm. like pineapple so so that's why i was asking nice. i love that fruity smell mm -hmm. i think i like fruitier type yeah those terpenes strains. man come in um, and play they do those terpenes are amazing like blueberry haze is oh, another yeah. one of my favorites that's a good one love blueberry haze oh, god it smells so delicious i just saw mm -hmm. but you know i'm a foodie so <laughs> of course i want to smell something You're funny you know the the durbins the Durban poisons get those things away from me. Cannot, uh, no way, mm -mm. No, likey. Okay. no likey. But give me those sweet, sweet things. So anyway, so all right. Well, that sounds like I want to get some of that. I wonder if they have that on the west coast. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not good enough. I'm gonna have to go on yeah, a search for this. Check it out. I'll go search Leafly because that sounds it's delicious awesome. mm -hmm. and fun. If if it like it's inspires fun. you to be it's more fun creative in a lot of ways than if yeah. you catch my drift <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey we're yeah. all women here or yeah. like most of us i mean i know we have some male listeners but right. that's okay be inappropriate Diana, please. You're you, you it's, gotta be inappropriate. Uh, it's a fun strain <laughs> let's just say that <laughs> okay all right wink wink, wink. wink. nudge nudge <laughs> um so speaking of nudging let's let's talk about nudging the innate awesomeness out of your yourself to make your to elevate your cannabis career is what we're talking about today yeah and if you don't know what your innate skills are ask your best friends because they will tell you yeah exactly what your awesomeness or your is. unfiltered we, family members who um you know put your best interest at heart you know <laughs> have your yeah, best interest because it's really hard it's hard for us i mean i know we tell people oh you know find find what you love doing or find out what you're really good at and then pursue that in the cannabis space and sometimes as women we're like so humble or so oh well i don't know mm -hmm. you know ask somebody else mm -hmm. ask somebody that you trust to say hey what what are my strengths mm -hmm. and then um and build on that yeah it's and really we funny we all have a lot of natural ones yeah and i have to say that all my major career changes have basically been because of my uh, women friends who point something out about me that I didn't realize about myself, you know? Um, yeah, isn't that the truth? It is, yeah. It's like my uh, one longtime friend, she just randomly commented, like, I always thought you were going to be a writer, you know? And I did write at the time, but I wasn't doing it professionally. And it's just like like right. a light bulb went off, you know? It's like... Yeah, why am I not doing that right now? You know? 
It sounds so simple, I mean, that's a, but it's that's not. That's a really good point. I mean, you have a natural skill. I am not a natural writer, and I always admire people who are, but, you know, the world needs writers. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything involves writing. Mm-hmm. Your sales pitch, your content on your website, your bio, the promotion of, you know, your business in any form. Mm-hmm. It's all writing, and it's such a great skill. And I know there's a lot of writers out there, but again, <laughs> set yourself apart. Well, yeah, you and know? I mean, everybody's I've, got their own thing, and that applies to everything. Because I've, I'm one of these people that believes that you should kind of reevaluate where you are every few years, and if you don't like it, make a change. So I've had some wildly different career paths uh, over my lifespan so far, <laughs> um, but. The cool thing about that is um, that where was I going with this? I just totally <laughs> spaced. I have no idea. <laughs> I had a point. <laughs> and what was that point, Diana? She lost. She's got baby brain. It's the, it's that foggy, and then it's such real thing. Okay, I'm gonna give you a break because oh, baby okay. brain I get is it. a real I thing. I get it. Okay. Okay, she's back. back So the different paths, though, you know, it's like a lot of times I look to the my friends and and they're most of the time they're women say like, look, what do you think that, you know, what do you think about me doing this? And sometimes people wouldn't agree with my choices. And that kind of just spurred me on further like whatever works for you you know <laughs> sometimes yeah, it's a- I mean, it's good to listen you, that's why I I always say go to the person you trust because I have a friend my best friend Christy and the reason I love her so much is I know I'm going to get the truth mm-hmm. I'm not going to hear what I want to hear right. I'm going to get what is the truth mm-hmm. and it's unbiased truth and sometimes we hear things that we don't want to hear but it's for a reason mm-hmm. you know um you have to really think about it and go okay well let's let me just process what she just said and and maybe it's valid maybe it's not but listen and and a lot of times like i remember when i went out on my own started my own business she said leah i know if anyone's going to make it you are mm-hmm. because of blah 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 mm-hmm. blah and that really made me feel good and really like okay i can do mm-hmm. this i can do this christy sees this as me in me i know the i possess these skills I, i'm gonna do this and that's really what you want to hear and but if like like if i were to say to her hey christy i want to be a writer she would say no mm-hmm. uh-uh Mm-hmm. not not your path I don't care what you're writing it's it's not your path mm-hmm. and she would steer me to something that was more positive so yeah we need you know, people even to getting hold you accountable feedback, basically we need right. to hold each other accountable negative feedback isn't isn't always it's a not, bad it thing. doesn't always have to be I wouldn't say it's always negative we might f- perceive it to be negative and this person well, is just trying to the be way objective. we process yeah. it, it I mean and and obviously a lot of times when we hear something that we don't want to hear we immediately go to the negative, but when you step aside and you really think about it, you can start seeing, well, there's a lot of valid. Yeah. And take it for what it is. Because like uh, with me, if someone asks my opinion on something that they've written uh, for instance, and they're not a writer, typically sometimes I think my edits may come across harsh depending on, you know, how, how you perceive it. Because when you are dealing with editors so often, and you've had people say like, what's the point? Why do I care about this so much? <laughs> and things like that, you you get to a point where you just kind of don't realize that it's coming across a certain way. And you say, okay, well, like, why do people care about this? You need a hook. And people think, well, it happened to me, that's the hook. And, and it's unfortunately not 
in, in today's well yeah it's finding your voice and and like you know when you truly believe in something definitely stand behind it i mean i know for me personally my product is a safety product and people don't really believe in it but i believe in mm -hmm. it and i'm going to keep just ramming it home mm -hmm. because I feel it's important. And I think that that's, you know, there's the fine that's line. You You're going to get some negative feedback, <laughs> but what is that feedback? Yeah. You know, right. Is it, is it really about your actual product or, or what you're writing or is it about more like their, their issues, their personal mm -hmm. aesthetic or how they feel about certain things. Right. And, and that's what you got to be careful of because mm -hmm. you never want people to stop you from doing what you want to be doing mm -hmm. just because it's something, one of their personal issues. Right. And, it, and, and when like it's it. somebody like family members, like I deal with that a lot, you know, um, I have my family members that are super supportive and awesome and I love them, but <laughs> then you have some that are just always looking on the negative. And, and of course it comes from a place where they want to protect you some of the time. Exactly. Some a lot of, of times time. they're like, Oh, I don't know if you should do that because they don't want to see you destitute right. and homeless right. and have put everything you own into your business and then have it fail. But you know, the one good thing about this space, and I encourage women to really think about what it is that you do best and get into it is that there is enough to go around. There is so much money. It doesn't matter that there's thousands of writers out there or thousands of packagers, you know, packaging companies out there or whatever it is, because there is enough money to go around. And, you know, like writing, especially, and I know, you know, we're saying this, some of it, because you're writing, you're a writer, but also because there's so many of you is that you're going to gravitate to who um, you resonate with, you know? And so maybe I resonate with you and there's somebody else in the same room that does exactly what you do, but I may not resonate with that person. And that's why I encourage everybody get in the space, find your voice and put your voice out there because you're not going to resonate with everybody, but you're going to resonate with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it, people will find you Absolutely. and everybody has their special gift. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So basically, that just is recapping that our nurturing tendencies translate into caring about this product. Um, well, yeah, like if you have um, like, oh, you know who I love is like Trista mm -hmm. at Empower, who does her um, both CBD and THC um, body care line. Mm -hmm. And what I love about her and, and Me Alchemy, the same thing, mm -hmm. um, small batch they put so much love and time and attention into their products. Mm -hmm. um, and that's their natural nurturing ability, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's what they, um, I think they both got into it because they cared about a certain thing. Mm -hmm. Just like I got into what I do now because I cared about a certain thing. You got into what you're doing because you cared about a certain aspect. And and it's that, our, our natural ability to care and nurture and want to take care of people. Mm-hmm can translate into a very successful business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it keeps you going, right? Yeah. Doesn't it keep you going with your writing? Because you're absolutely. like, this is wrong. I'm going to write about this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I, I forget exactly how it was said, but someone said something like writers uh, are always trying to prove somebody wrong. Um, <laughs> and hey, I agree well, with that. You know? you know, it's like, it's a good motivation <laughs> though. It's like, for me, it's like big pharma, you know, <laughs> um, that's one of my big mo motivations to try to prove them wrong and, and should show that. Well, and then also, I mean, just the incarceration of people, mm -hmm. um, that's another one of your big platforms yeah. and, and the fact that you care and you're so passionate, like, you know, two of your natural 
strengths. You know, it has nothing to do with your work or with cannabis. It's just something that you were born with and it really helps you and your creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have these natural gifts. Mm-hmm. And and look how well it works for you. Aww, I mean, thank you're you. a fantastic writer. I love reading your stuff. Stop it. You're, I admire you so much for that because it's such a skill. I admire you. Um, but but we all have this, right? Yeah. And I'm not I mean, plugging my own work. Uh, no, not at all. But I'm I going mean, to say really quickly, just because I did recently write something that includes a bunch of our not a bunch but a few of our past guests a lot of our guests yeah yeah actually yeah it was a bunch wasn't it <laughs> it was a bunch but you know what that's the great thing about this show we get in contact with some yeah such amazing women it's um uncivilized if you want to check it out uh civilized dot life and it's about the topic is about if this industry can truly be a feminist industry so Check that out because there's some awesome answers in there from some past guests of ours. So, yeah. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. (laughs) I mean, Um, so one of the other really awesome things that I find is natural and and innate within women um, is our need for clarity, you know, and transparency and uh our wellness products because like you said a lot of us get in here to solve solve a problem we're all Mm -hmm. here for something for a reason either we're you know healing ourselves or we're taking care of a child or a parent family member whatever it is women are usually in this industry because they're trying to solve a problem and one of those the only ways you can do that is when we know exactly what we're dealing with because we typically are more detail oriented, right? Oh, definitely. I I have a friend, she has a dispensary here in Portland and she was telling me I'd rather hire women just because of their attention to detail. You know, when you have to follow rules and regulations and the tracking system and everything, she said 90% of the time the women are much more, you know, um detail oriented to certain things that she said, I don't have as many problems with women missing things as I do with the men. And that could be a lot of different factors and I'm not male bashing, but you know, there's a, there's a lot of natural gifts we have. Um, you know, I love Mm -hmm. my organizational skills. I know you do too. Mm -hmm. And, and my organizational skills though, help me because when you're, when you're organized too, or, or when you like caring about a certain thing, there's processes, um, especially when you have products that have to be tested and all these things, you have to be organized. You have to be neat. You have to be clean. I mean, there's so many things that go into this and women, I think that we have a lot of these gifts and it helps you to succeed in your business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I am one of these people that you know, it like my form of organizing might make some people's heads pop off, you know, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I know where, where things are, (laughs) but, but definitely I am one of these people that I research relentlessly to the point where I go down rabbit holes, like almost on a weekly basis, you know, about one topic or another. And obviously it's a lot of it to do with my journalistic background, but, um, I think a lot of women are like that when, especially when they're dealing with the health of their child, you know, um, or, or even themselves, because how do we take care of these people in our lives if we're not feeling well? well and I think right? that this is where we help each other, right? Because I don't like to research. 
I just like to know. I just like to know where can I get this information? And I, I don't want to research. You want the bullet points. But that's like your gift. And that's what's so great. It's like, oh, well, but now I know who mm-hmm. I can go to for that. But then my strengths are other things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then people go, oh, well, you know, if I need this, you go to that. I mean, we all have our strengths. And I think that it's, that's why these, these groups are so great too, because we can support that. Like having you as a writer mm-hmm. friend, having you be able to help me in that, that's so huge. That's enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, really? that that's your strength. <laughs> and I love that about you. And, and again, I think that well, you're really good at getting oh, well, me motivated and telling um, me because I'm bossy. Me to do you know, things. that's my natural ability. I was since I was a small child, and that's okay. <laughs> I I embrace my bossiness because it helps me get things done. Same here. I mean, I don't really embrace <laughs> it, but I sometimes I do. Um, I try. I try to not be as yeah, bossy, but I, you know, bossiness. I'm sorry, ladies. It's not bitchiness. Bossiness is you're getting shit done, and that's okay. Absolutely. And like, you know, that's another one of our innate awesome abilities is you know be bossy mm-hmm. it's not bitchy it's yeah. bossy and that's okay you're getting shit done yes because look this industry has the highest percentage of women executives i think in um all of the industries out of all the industries that's so and amazing even, even though that number is declining as of late um it it should be it's still there you know and that's amazing the fact that it is that that that's there even though it's 2018 and we're saying this that's kind of you know gross in itself Mm -hmm. (laughs) sometimes i'm just like wait a minute is it 2018 why are we having this conversation still why is this still a thing i say that probably every day but it's um, still a thing but we are but we are growing it's a process yes exactly it's a process and i think that you know, if we keep moving in the direction that we are currently, um, we can really make some changes with this industry. Yeah, no, definitely. Most definitely. And so another thing, not to cut you off, but I, I know we have to get through this, is solving problems. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it, we can solve problems with our innate abilities like Trista with her creams or Mialchemy with her Vijay spray, which I love. <laughs> I mean, I haven't tried it. You have, but I just love that name. I think it's so <laughs> funny. But do you know what I mean? Like, like solving problems are with me. Like for me, I I don't think a lot of people think this is a problem, but it will be um, as cannabis becomes more normalized. Is you know marking edibles. I mean, there's there's certain problems that are there, and we're there to help solve them. And so if you see a problem think about a way you can solve it. Or maybe, you know, like with me, it was just so organic. It was just like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. So you start figuring out a way to do it and then you just do it. And pretty Mm -hmm. soon you're one of the few people that's doing it. So Mm -hmm. like look outside the box, but really focus on, you know, what, what you care about, you know, cause that Mm -hmm. passion drives you and that's, that, you know, just natural born instinct to, Hey, I want to fix this. Hey, I want to take care of this. Hey, I don't want anyone else to experience what I've experienced. I think that's a really Mm -hmm. big one. Or like with people who have had cancer, like Jenny from baked at home, you know, Mm -hmm. she had cancer and she didn't want anyone else to have to go through what she went through without the marijuana, without cannabis support. And so now she's got a great company that has a lot of CBD and THC products um, that she does THC because she's in New York, but um, CBD that she can send out. And I think that, again, you know, something that's personal to you that creates 
maybe a strength in you or helps awaken a strength in you. Like I know Jenny, she found her voice. Right. And that was huge. Absolutely. Um, and so basically the bottom line is that the plant is female at the end of the day. And yes, it uh, is. our energy that we have, I think, can only help elevate it. And so um, I think that's a really good point. I mean, it's a female and the energy of that female plant resonates naturally with our own femaleness, you know? I mean, it's it's really amazing. I know that I had never grown before. I'm not even a good gardener. I, I kill everything. But Same we here. have a micro grow. And it's been amazing. You know, we started it with seeds. And it's just so amazing to go from seed to baby to teenager to mother to, you know, a producing plant to harvesting and then mm-hmm. start the whole cycle again. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just, you go in the room with those girls and I like to play, I say they like nineties rap. So mm-hmm. I get down there with my ice cube and my NWA and they love it. And I feel like they grow better with it. Michael thinks they grow better with the Grateful Dead. Okay. I say he's wrong. Oh goodness. <laughs> just going uh, off on a tangent because yeah. I'm just saying I, I love my grow. Well, that's cool. I can't really speak to the actual growing part because I have a, no interest to be honest, because <laughs> everything that's ever come into my atmosphere has died. Even the things that they that's say, me oh, it's too, though. But when you have a grow like that, you actually it's really amazing how much you change with a plant. I I, I just have to say, because I, I don't even have house plants, mm-hmm. but I have okay. a micro grow. I mean, maybe I don't know. Give it a chance. Maybe someday. I think everybody needs to have one of these beautiful mothers and. I mean, she just, the mother plant just keeps giving and giving and giving like all of us, right? Give, 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 give. Sure. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Maybe not, maybe not you so much, I guess, huh? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) To be seen. TBD. 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 Um, Anyway, so those are some ways that you can definitely um, hone in your intuition innate awesomeness if that even makes sense you can you can kind of just elevate that what you already have going on things that come natural to you you know are you a nurturer you know go go see what you can do if you're a nurturer you love to garden go like look at a farm see if you can get a job even just like a base job you'll move up quickly um people with skills move up very quickly in this industry you know Mm because nobody really has all that much um, experience, even the people who have been in the space for 25 years, mm-hmm. times are changing and yeah. the whole space is changing. So, you know, take something that you, let's say you love to bake. I mean, we've said mm-hmm. this before, see about making edibles, see about working. If you don't want to start your own business and that's okay, mm-hmm. go, you know, offer to work in an edibles company. Um, people are always looking for help. I know that when I had my edibles company, I was always looking for good workers to help me package and help me distribute. And there's all different things. If you like customer service, mm-hmm. go be, um, you know, a bud tender or just a receptionist at a dispensary. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can get connected. And then of course, like if you're a real estate agent, all these different things, you know, all aspects of the industry can be accessed. So just mm-hmm. think about what you love and yeah. and what your skills are. Absolutely. And you don't have to be like, you can just be into the CBD and just, you know, you don't have to be. Oh my God. I love my CBD. I know you do. Everybody who listens to the show is sick of me saying how much I love CBD, yeah. but 
CBD is going to take over THC. Mark my All words. All right, calm down. Say it here. <laughs> calm down. Calm down. Anyway, that's another topic for another time. All right, we've already gone on. All right, for for far far long, far too long. I apologize for my dog. I am so sorry. She's so bratty. She's disabled, and she just is. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, that you just she just her she speaks to get her way. So. <laughs> So anyway. All right. Well, my dog was also making weird noises. He was snoring. So hopefully nobody caught that. <laughs> anyway, um, until next time, um, thank you so much for listening, if you still are. And uh, <laughs> stay tuned for some really awesome guests that we forgot to mention. Um, <laughs> yeah, tell us about who's going to be on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have Julia Jacobson. She's the CEO and Director of Business Strategy of Astor Farms. And... Uh, she talks about business development and and basically how things are run on the Aster Farms uh, team or how the Aster Farms team works, basically. And um, she had a lot of really great advice. And and uh, that's really an awesome interview. I really enjoyed speaking. Yeah, I'm her. looking forward to that one. And then also uh, Hannah O'Brien, who's the director of operations at Confident Cannabis. And um, they basically are all about transparency in this industry. Um, Confident Cannabis, basically what they do is they empower all verticals in the supply chain, just from consumers. To, it's a it's a B2B operation, but basically everyone involved in, in the process um, gets to know who makes the strain, what's involved in it in real time. And so that's a really great tool to have um you know since we talked about transparency earlier and uh yeah definitely check that one out obviously check them both out <laughs> right they're yeah. both awesome right. i don't know I mean, my brain are. is they're like not working amazing. today it's it's baby brain oh it's, it's i'm gonna yeah. say it again it's, it's like called Lack i have a cold sleep. still it's, and i'm hungry yep. and i'm complaining i don't want to be i don't want to be negative Ugh, i sound like a whiny little baby uh myself right now so, I'm <laughs> so yeah that's the end of that um <laughs> Oh, did so we talk about sure you- how to contact us, right? You can well, go ahead and do that. Yeah, let's let's mention really fast. Like, we hope that you go onto <laughs> iTunes. Oh, so sorry. We hope you go onto iTunes um, and do a review. But we're having a problem with reviews, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Didn't you say you went on? Yeah, I had, had several people review us, and it's not showing up on iTunes. Yeah, so, so what's going on there? Us, but. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you don't see your review up, please reach out and tell us. Um, mm-hmm. Reach out to your highness podcast at gmail.com and let us know that hey, I sent a review, but it's not, so we can get on iTunes. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, yeah, like get your shit together, iTunes, right? Um, yeah, help us out because we're just a small operation here, very, very, very small operation. Very small. We don't get paid for our reviews. Mm-mm. I don't think we've said that in a while. We don't get paid um, for anything. <laughs> crap we're doing this because we love women we love cannabis and we want to make a difference Mm -hmm. but if you feel like sponsoring us we have some great sponsorship packages and if you want to have a commercial on the show we have uh, a package for that too Mm -hmm. yeah and we have um, some really exciting things coming up in the future Um, we really do stay tuned so excited yeah and reach out to us if you'd like to be on the show or have a product reviewed um we talk about it at the end of this episode but just quickly one more time um you can reach out to your highness podcast at gmail.com 
You can follow us on Twitter at Highness Podcast and Instagram at Your Highness Podcast. So until next time. Until next time. See you later. Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs) Our first guest today is Julia Jacobson. As CEO and Director of Business Strategy at Astor Farms, Julia brings a passion for business development, analytics, and integrity to the Astor team. Her personal passion for cannabis is rooted in her struggle with epilepsy and migraines, incorporating the plant with her prescribed routine to mitigate symptoms, balance equilibrium, and chart a healthy course. It's no wonder she's dedicated to procuring cannabis of the utmost quality at Astor Farms. Astor Farms is Northern California's cleanest, meanest, and greenest cannabis. All right. So, Julia, uh, what is Astor Farms? Astor Farms is a cannabis brand for the conscious consumer. We are a totally clean, pesticide-free, sustainably grown, sun, sun-grown flower. Wow. So Aster Farms, we grow all sun-grown flowers. So what that means is we are only using natural light, Mm -hmm. sunlight. It is full spectrum. So when you get full spectrum sunlight, they're actually, um, you know, it helps bring out some of the healing properties and really develop uh, the complexity of the flower. Um, And so that can be done both outdoor and in greenhouses, but greenhouses, um, of course, not using any light. Right. Okay. So, yeah, so we grow sun-grown flower. Um, You know, we grow it sustainably and in ground. So that's actually a a very important piece of what we do. We have incredible native soil on our property that has been optimized for years. And so we are putting the plants right in the ground, um, you know, using the power of nature and sunlight to grow the best cannabis possible. That's awesome. And what does it mean to be the director of business strategy? That is a great question. So we're a very small team right now. So I am both CEO and director of business strategy. And the reason that we add that piece to it um, is really because this growing a cannabis business, there is a lot of business strategy needed. Um, And so by that, we mean you know, business development. So striking partnership deals, um, you know, really looking at our revenue and our margins and how to optimize there, um, streamlining operations in an efficient way. So really anything that comes to the strategy of what we're doing outside of the actual strains and growing. Awesome. Um, Are there any challenges specific to family farming? So there are both pros and cons of family farming. Um, As you know, Sam and I are a married couple running Aster Farms, and you really get a level of trust and transparency when you are a married couple running a business Mm -hmm. that you don't get from having partners in a business that are not related to you or married to you. Mm -hmm. So on that level, it's been really fantastic to be able to have that trust and transparency. It allows us to, you know, get through bumps in the road and, and move faster and better. On the flip side, it's your family. Um, So, you know, for one thing, you don't, your day never, your work day never ends yeah. because your, your work life and your personal life are now one. So it really kind of blurs the lines of work and play. 
Um, and, you know, additionally, we are fundraising and from traditional investors, seeing a married couple running a business um, is not always what they're looking for. And, you know, we definitely challenge that stigma. Um, you know, as I said, we think there's a level of trust that is unmatched. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely a stigma that's out there, at least on the more traditional investor side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but what's interesting in this industry is that a lot of cannabis businesses in this industry are family run and family owned. Um, you know, one of the technology platforms we use, um, it is both the son and mother of a family running that technology business. Mm-hmm. When you look at other farmers, a lot of them are family owned businesses. So the family connections is a really important thing to the cannabis industry. And so we're, we believe in it um, and we are going down that route. That's awesome. Um, and I think that that's a really good argument to work with your family, <laughs> but I mean, you know, <laughs> there's also challenges obviously, but still, I think I, yes. I can say yeah. that. I think I prefer it that way. Um, so, and you know, one more, one more thing on the, on the family note, mm-hmm. you know, Sam's, um, Sam is a third generation grower. Mm-hmm. And so there is definitely a level of risk aversion Mm -hmm. that comes from having had the cannabis industry being part of your history as a family. Um, So that's another benefit, risk aversion. Mm -hmm. And you like already kind of know what to look for, which is very valuable in this emerging industry. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So can you explain the expression of fundamentals in farming? Absolutely. So that goes a little bit back to the um, question about what is Aster Farms. Mm -hmm. We believe that cannabis is pure, and so it should be grown in its purest form. Um, So what we value are good genetics, Mm -hmm. clean cultivation, and the power of nature. And we really leave it all to that. And to us, that's the purest um, sense of and fundamentals of farming and of agriculture. And so we try to maintain that in our cannabis cultivation. Mm -hmm. And so by that, we mean fully sustainable. Um, You know, we are not, we're only using organic inputs. Um, We are very low input, high output efficiency agriculture. And we value we, we value the soil and the insects and the breeze and everything else that makes our cultivation um, truly pure. That's amazing. I really like that a lot. <laughs> um, so do you have any advice for women who want to enter the farming space? Yeah, I would say this isn't even necessarily specific to women, um, but for anybody entering the the cannabis space, have a sense of humor Mm -hmm. and be resilient because it is a roller coaster. Running running any business yourself is a roller coaster, but because the cannabis regulations are still rolling out, the culture is still rolling out, branding is still rolling out, there's a lot of volatility. Um, You know, the packaging regulations may be one thing this week and then they'll change next week. And you have to be resilient because, you know, the packaging is a great example. You put thousands of dollars and work into packaging that takes months to actually be produced and delivered. And in that time period, something might change and make the packaging you just purchased, um, you know, Mm non-compliant. And so, you know, 
you just you have to have a sense of humor and you have to have resilience um, because there are big ups and downs in this industry. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you know, I, I would also say um, advice to women is there has been, you know, in the old world of cannabis, there were some sexist gender terms, mm-hmm. you know considering women to be the people who should be trimming versus men doing actual cultivation. Um, And so I would just say, help break that stigma. You know, we are all here to normalize cannabis on multiple levels. And I think one level is definitely gender roles. Um, You know, whenever I'm at the farm, I make sure to participate in everything that the guys are participating in. Um, And that feels good. And so I, I would ask any women entering the business to help us break those stigmas. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, does Astro Farms have any plans for that in the future to help like women get involved in cannabis in any way? Absolutely. So, um, you know, three of our current employees are women outside of me. Um, and we definitely, we definitely look for candidates who are female. Um, and, you know, as a team, we are encouraging of everybody being on the same plane, same level, treated with the same respect. So we don't have particular program for female um, employees, but we are definitely, you know, skewing towards bringing women into the company and trying to do our best to make it as even and fair and enjoyable for everyone. That's awesome. And I th- I'm sure as, as you expand, you'll have more in the future, more opportunities. Um, yeah. So do you have anything specific to promote or a call to action for your um, company? I absolutely do. Um, so this summer, the Mendocino complex fire hit our farm. Um, you know, we lost we lost our sour Maui crop, which is one of our favorite strains, um, and we lost a home on the property and other structures. Oh, awesome. Our director of cultivation, Noah, lives there with his family, and so it was particularly upsetting um, for what they were personally going through. Oh. In the process, in addition to some plants and a house and, you know, personal possessions, we also lost one of the farm cats. Um, We still believe Harry. Harry's half bobcat, half uh, tabby cat. And we still believe he's out there, that he didn't die in the fire, but that he's just far, far away making his way home. Um, but we, we were lucky to bounce back. We had the support of the community. Um, Top Hat Nursery in Salinas donated 400 plants for us to get back up on our feet. Terravesco, which is the famous worm poop guy in Sonoma, uh, donated us a bunch of, of fertilizer and compost. And so the community really rallied, rallied behind us and we are now ready to give back. That's amazing. So, we, yeah, so we have started a give back program at Aster Farms. Um, it's a product line called Harry's Harvest, named after our cat, Harry. And for every purchase, we donate $2 to volunteer firefighters in the communities that have been hit. So right now we are donating to the Hopland volunteer firefighters and the Lakeport volunteer firefighters. And the important part about, you know, choosing those um, organizations to donate to is twofold. On one side, you know, as a cannabis company, it's it's really difficult to find an organization that will take your money because it's cannabis money. Mm-hmm. And 
as a nonprofit, if you were taking any government federal funding, that could pose a challenge in terms of, um, you know, getting that funding cut off potentially. So because of that, we ended up, um, you know, finding these volunteer firehouses. And it was really a twist of fate, because when you look at it, these volunteer firefighters, they're the first ones um, responding. They're the first responders. They're the first ones on the line. They are fighting to save your house while their house is burning down. And they rely on donations for funding. And so we're really proud and happy to be um, partnering with these volunteer firehouses and trying to raise some money for them. That's awesome. So on our website, asterfarms.com, there is a page all about Harry's mm-hmm. Harvest. Um, you know, right now we are donating, like I said, to fire relief, but we plan to continue this program into the future and support other causes that we care about and that are important to our community, like the opioid crisis, like veteran mm-hmm. support. Um, so, yeah. So, um, you know, if, if you don't live in California, you can go online and, and find these local firehouses and click to donate right there. And if you are in California, look out for some Harry's Harvest. That's awesome. Um, I'm so happy that you put that out there. <laughs> That's a very uh, worthwhile cause for everybody to check out for sure. And we'll make sure that we link to that in the recap or the notes to show notes. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for spending time with us today and sharing your experience. And thank you for uh, having definitely us. come back anytime. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Julia. Thanks. Our next guest is Hannah O'Brien. Hannah O'Brien is the Director of Operations for Confident Cannabis. Hannah is responsible for supporting labs and their clients with the onboarding process, implementation, and integration of the METRC and state tracking systems. She has experience leading teams at several high-growth technology companies, including operations for the peer-to-peer marketplace Shift. Prior to beginning a career in technology, Hannah traveled the world in an awesome way, earning her language teaching certification through Cambridge and teaching English abroad in France and Korea. Hannah holds a bachelor's in political science and French from Colorado University at Boulder. She's an avid hiker who loves experiencing the peaks of high mountains in new places. So, Hannah, what is Confident Cannabis and how was it started? Um, okay, so confident cannabis can be broken down to two main bits. Um, it's a software company, um, and we're based in Silicon Valley. Um, and we have two main products. The first product is for all of the third party testing labs. Um, so in Oregon, um, you know, Chem History, Pixis, Greenleaf, all of those um, third-party testing labs, they all use our software to enter all of the lab results um, from the tested samples. So it's a place for labs to manage their data and for producers and processors to order test results um, and manage their data, share them, store them, view them. Um And that's been around for about three years um, with the intent to uh, make that the bedrock of a wholesale marketplace. And that's the second part to Confident Cannabis. And maybe, maybe the more important part, because that's what will hopefully make us money since we are um, a venture capital backed startup. Right. (laughs) So, yeah. um, The... 
uh, wholesale marketplace is B2B, and right now it's just in Oregon. Um, but the whole shtick behind it is that anyone that transacts on this wholesale marketplace can do so knowing that all the products come from one of the partnering testing labs so that all of the test results are there on all the inv- all the listed inventory, um, which if you don't know, um, is one of the things that is very painful for a lot of folks when they're buying and selling cannabis on the wholesale market is tracking down these test results because you need those to transact. And then in addition to that, having access to those test results comes with all sorts of different perks. Um, It makes it easy for the producers and processors to turn um, those test results into inventory because it has all of the information there. Um, So it's just kind of a, a seamless step for them. They get their test result back, turn it into inventory. It's got all of the data, the name, the strain name, where it was tested, what it was tested for, right? Um, and more often than not, um, those test results drive purchasing decisions. So I'm um, on the retail side or the processor side. Um, a buyer can come in and really drill down on on pretty much any aspect of the plant or of the product that they want to purchase. So they can drill down on price point. They can drill down on cannabinoid profile. They can make sure that things are tested for terpenes. They can, you know, only look for things that are tested um, by a certain lab. They can search by vendor. Um, by nature of starting with the labs, we've been able to harness a lot of data. So that's enabled a lot of great features on the wholesale marketplace. That's awesome. And yeah, in that vein, because we basically just touched on it a, a lot, but what does it mean when you say bringing transparency to cannabis? So, right. So the, I think starting with the labs is, um, the first way that we're bringing the transparency to the cannabis market. So, um, the test results, you know, by nature bring transparency and albeit there are a lot of opinions and, you know, we can talk about legitimacy and lab shopping and, you know, labs inflating numbers i mean there's a lot of talk about that and and it's not to what is lab say shopping? that that doesn't exist i've never heard of lab shopping is like i take my product to one lab they don't give me the result i want so i'm going to go take it to another lab and you know they'll give me the result oh. that i want that i'm looking for generally either you know a passing safety test or a higher thc value oh. um you don't really see that in oregon as much anymore mm-hmm. Just because Oregon has had rec for a few years, the lab market has stabilized a lot. But in the newer markets where um, the state really hasn't caught up to all of the rules that they've applied, Mm -hmm. um, states can still get away with it, or labs can still get away with things. Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, But I imagine they get found out pretty quickly, though. I mean. They do. And they tend to get shut down. Right. Yeah, you're always going to yeah. have those people. And it's just, yeah. so annoying. So it's really important what you guys are doing. Yes. And I mean, once the once, I mean, that's a small industry still. So once your name 
is out there for being, you know, a bad actor like that. It's it's mm. pretty hard to come back. So it's not worth it, no. everybody. No. Um. Okay. So the having the test results there, of course, brings transparency about what it, the plant is made of. So this is just chemical data. You know, what terpenes, what cannabinoids, what pesticides. Mm-hmm. Um. You can see who made it and what's in it. Nothing on production though. So um, our system doesn't capture a ton of information about um, soil and environmental factors and things like that. It's just lab data. Mm -hmm. Um, Then the other part of the transparency um, ethos comes with the fact that we want to really open up the wholesale marketplace. So cannabis being a new industry, cannabis coming out of prohibition, there are a lot of strings and a lot of hoops that everybody has to jump through to, uh, you know, get the weed, get the weed from here to there. Um, there's lots of logistical, um, issues, um, financing issues. You know, these are things that are, are pretty well known to be quite a hurdle in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, a lot of these operators are just, you know, emailing and texting and going through Instagram and, you know, they have developed certain relationships, but you know, there's not always those solid channels of trade. Um, it's very, op- it can be very opaque. Um, so that's what the marketplace does. It kind of puts everybody on an even playing field. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, probably a lot of your listeners um, are in Oregon. I, I am the wholesale manager for Oregon. And so I manage all of our labs and the wholesale program there. Um, so that's why I keep referencing that state. But this is generally true or even more true in other states, again, because Oregon has come a lot farther. Yeah. Um, kind of lost my train of thought but um (laughs) clarity clarity around the plant clarity around the transaction um and then i think the third way that we are promoting this idea of transparency is through disseminating the information and and doing that through strategic partnerships right so we really do try to partner with people that share the similar ethos of you know we, we do take data privacy and security very seriously. This is all this. We actually don't own any of the data. We just have this software where everybody gets to share it, but that's a big, that's a big part of it, right? Sharing your information, letting people know where it came from. Um, and transacting honestly. So sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Nope. That's it. I was done. I've seen it in other industries as well, like with Kratom and and things like that. People won't come out and honestly say, okay, this was not a good product or and they won't say it until other people say it. And it's yeah. like, you have to be vocal about these things because if we're going to be a legitimate industry, right, we have to talk about this stuff and it's, you know, there's a lot go- that goes into it, right? Yep. And this, the other, I mean, there's a lot of benefits that come out of this, right? I mean, having a very open marketplace where you, things are very transparent. I mean, there can be pros and cons to that. Like, like you said, maybe you have a bad product or maybe you get something that didn't test very well or was contaminated or tested low for something, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think the other thing that's going to come out of this wholesale platform is you're going to create the ability to have um, 
product differentiation. So Mm -hmm. there's still a need for that flour that tested at maybe 10% CBD and 5% THC. There's a huge demand for that, in fact. Mm -hmm. Um, And that mission shopping and those those more um, creating diversification is going to be huge because it's, it's still so tiny. I think I, I forget how tiny the cannabis industry is and, and how exposed the general public is to it because I work in it. And so I just think it's like totally normal to walk around my street with a joint and go to my office and talk about weed all day, but that's not normal. And (laughs) I think there's, there's so many demographics that will benefit and profit from cannabis that flushing out the product and its abilities and giving people the opportunity to, you know, develop and create and come up with new ideas and, and find those niches that's that's going to be a huge benefit of something like this. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it just makes more opportunity for everyone to be more yeah. unique in their brand. Unclogs um, the system, you know? Yeah, totally. And, and so, I mean, you just basically touched on it, but let's go further. How does uh, confident cannabis empower all verticals in the supply chain? So the, we have the lab software side of things. So they're not, they're, they play a big role in the supply chain, but they're not really, they're not part of, um, they they can have impacts, but, um, I think the thing to focus on more is the wholesale side. Um, and we are B2B, so business to business and, uh, just again, I'm going to use Oregon as an example. So you have, you can break it down into three different types of licenses. You have producers, the people that make the weed, you have processors, the people that do the things to the weed, and then you have retailers, the people that are buying the weed to sell it to consumers. So um, at the beginning, the producers, um, you're, we're helping them get their product out there. You have all different types of growers and um, there are indoor, outdoor, small, big, craft, you name it. Number one thing is the wholesale marketplace, whether it's good or bad, it, it does allow people to, you know, everyone's put on the same level. There's definitely room to showcase your brand and showcase your specialty and showcase your niche. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking for, you know, Obama Kush in the 1100 pound range that tested for terpenes and I don't want to drive this far to go get it. You know, if one person sells that really well, but it doesn't fit those requirements and then there's someone that does, at the end of the day, that unblocked the the wholesale marketplace, right? We're, we're moving things along. We're, we're, we're pushing product and that's really great. And so that's one way. Um, and then the lab results, right? So, um, for a processor, um, you know, confident cannabis has over 80% of the supply in Mm -hmm. Oregon on the platform already. I think we have about 10,000 listed inventory items as a processor. I mean, one of the main, hypothesis hypotheses that we wanted to test is we would always hear oh I can't get rid of my trim I have so much trim and I can't find anyone to buy it and I'm just trying to find someone to buy this trim and I lower my price I lower my price I lower my price and then on the processor side it's like I can't find trim anywhere I cannot find it I don't know how to source it I don't know how to find it Mm -hmm. so 
both of those things are hopefully solved by, you know, the test results. Okay, I need to find this. It becomes a, um, a numbers game at the end of the day, right? I need this much raw material to produce this much finished product that tests at this level so I could sell it for this much so I can make this much in profit. Mm-hmm. And that can all be boiled down um, on the wholesale marketplace. And then finally, retailers. So buying those finished products and selling them to consumers. Um, retailers need to keep their their shelves stocked, and they need to keep them stocked with reliable products. Reliability and consistency is something that everybody is trying to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's you know engineering your production, um, getting your stuff genetically tested um, geno hunting, genotype hunting. So all these things, right. Um, we have a product that's free and, and it can be consumer facing. I, I would say it's consumer facing for the curious consumer. Um, but it's a really great buyer's tool and it's called connect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just on our website on confidentcannabis.com, And it is a data visualization tool of, um, about 3000 strains that have been tested in our system um, a number of times to verify and authenticate and anonymize and aggregate all these data points. And it's a a universe of dots that are spaced, um, in relation to each other based off of cannabinoid and terpene profiles. Mm -hmm. So, one of the things that we're trying to do as, as the industry evolves is, you know, maybe move away from the strain name concept, right? Maybe that Obama Kush really isn't Obama mm-hmm. Kush. Um, and it's called Obama Kush for a variety of reasons. Um, but as a buyer at the end of the day, I think, and a, a lot of people, um, at confident cannabis think that you want to be able to at least sell your customer a similar experience and generally those experiences come from chemical makeup um and so you can you can find those products based on chemotype data versus strain name um by buying something that has those test results mm-hmm. readily available um and if you can't find what you're looking for, maybe you were selling Obama Kush and it was doing really well and you know, you noticed that it was really helping a specific type of patient or a specific type of consumer and you want to and you're out and you don't know where to find it and you need something to replace it. Um you could go buy Obama Kush from somebody else, but the chances of that Obama Kush producing the same results are mm-hmm. are pretty slim to none. What you could do instead is you could go to connect and take a look at what strains, and I put right. strains in air quotes, are chemically closest to Obama Kush and that's buy that awesome. instead. And that, yeah. that would be cool. So I think that's really cool. I mean, especially <laughs> I, I really think that because I always like find a strain that I really like and it's and it's gone the next time I try to get it. So to have something like that, you know, I think is pretty awesome um, for everyone involved because it gives everyone opportunity. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So what does your job entail and how did your former professional experience shape your position today? 
So I am the director of operations um, at Compton Cannabis, which could mean a lot of different things depending on the day. Um, and I've been at the company for over two years now. Um, and it started off focused on the lab software. So for about the first year and a half, um, I was predominantly working on that product. I'm not a, I'm not a software engineer. Um, so my job tends to include making sure customers are happy. That's always the number one thing. I like every day I walk in, I'm like, okay, is everyone happy? Good. Now I can get to my to-do list. Um, then I need to make sure that what we're doing internally is the right approach. So being a startup um, and always kind of running out of time and air and, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, you got you to gotta figure out what the best approach is um, and you need to be ready to iterate and change course quickly, which can be really fun. Um, it could also mean that you went down the long path for a while, which is kind of shitty sometimes, but, um, so, you know, keeping those plates spinning, um, I do a lot of, um, hiring and training, making sure that we're growing, um, by networking and marketing and doing things like this podcast, um, Mm -hmm. and keeping an eye on the numbers. Um, so, Generally, the numbers tell a good part of the story, you know, keeping track mm-hmm. of those key metrics. Um, it's it's fun to do, I think, um, mm-hmm. because that's where I go in and see what we can change internally and operationally. Um, and I uh, it's it's still a small team. We're a team of 15. Um, so we all do work really closely together and and we get to share jobs and, and work on lots of different projects. Um, and I would say the, um, where I came from before I was at another tech startup, um, in the Bay area that was a, um, marketplace for used cars And I think it was only until recently did I realize how many similarities actually were at my last company um, compared to that at Confident Cannabis. So, you know, the car market is another market where the product is high value, right? So cars cost a lot of money. Um, Cannabis, you know, I, you know, hopefully cost a fair amount, but sometimes prices drop um, you want to, you, there's a lack of trust and transparency when you're going out and trying to buy a used car, you know, generally the, the competitor before I worked at this company would, uh, is Craigslist, right? Go online and look mm-hmm. for used cars on Craigslist. So that was kind of its goal is to give a better alternative to that. Um, it was a software company. So, you know, they're trying to buy and sell used cars, um, with their, software application. Um, so that it had that element. Um, and then one of the thing, one of the things that really shaped what I do at company cannabis from my last job is my role was very much at at the epicenter of all the things happening. I, I was my own team. Mm. (laughs) So I was the logistics manager, um, for about six months there. And I had to work with sales, data, pricing, um, 
you know, we had like our internal DMV, you know, that was a big, uh, operational task to always deal with. So I think being, um, at the center of things and being exposed to so many teams, um, that's what I do now, right? I work with engineering. I work with marketing. I make sure that our integrations are going well. I make sure that the customers are happy. I make sure that we have good internal tooling to use. So we're, we're operating efficiently. So pretty much you wear a lot of hats, <laughs> all the hats. Some, some, some people would say that. Some people would say that, yeah. Um, so we're hiring, so, by the way. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Where can people find this, yes. the information? Uh, on the website, there's a hiring tab. Awesome. Go there or just email me. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Always looking for jobs in this space for sure. Always looking for awesome talent, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. And you do not need cannabis experience necessarily. Yeah. So, and yeah, I was just going to ask you: Do you have any advice for women that want to transition into the cannabis space? Yes. So, um, do it. It's awesome. And <laughs> I think something that I really feel um, in this industry is man, we, we love women. We want it them to rise and lead. And there are just a plethora of groups and resources. Um, it's pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my company specifically has done an amazing job of, I'm the only woman at mm-hmm. my company. So I should mention that I've, I, well, we actually did hire, um, a part-time badass lady, to help us with our Oregon wholesale hustle. Um, but for the last two years, I was the only chick. And it didn't, it didn't, I mean, there are ways that it probably has hindered, you know, business or myself, but nothing too obvious. I think the one thing that I always mention is if you don't have diversity in, in at your company, then you're not going to have diverse perspectives and decisions. Uh-huh. And, and that's something that always companies will profit from but this is not because we don't want or for a lack of trying right Um, right this 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 is a a longer conversation that I can come back to but to answer your question um when when I transferred into the cannabis space or even into tech in general I was a ESL teacher um Mm -hmm. for three years before I started in tech And two things really helped me. The first thing is scheduling informational interviews, Um, finding people to talk to, setting up time. It's awesome for networking and people, people love to talk about what they do. And it's a great way to um, get information about the space and and see where, where you might want to land. And then the other thing I did was I would read TechCrunch or Mashable or Wired or listen to podcasts because stepping into that new industry, I think it always helps to be able to talk the talk and Mm -hmm. know the who's who and know the current ongoings of the industry because it's going to add some color um, and some context about where you are. And and you need to have context, right? Especially a lot of tech companies are small and nimble and you want to be able, you know, you'll be an immediate added value. Um, so whatever, you know, will help influence the success. So 
um, yeah, I would say those two things, um, kind of immerse yourself in content and, and the cannabis space has no lack of content. There is so much great content out there. Podcasts galore, um, meetups. I mean, especially, you know, if you're on the coasts, West coast, mm-hmm. East coast, um, there's so many great networking groups. Absolutely. I know. <laughs> That's like, all right. Um, so do you have any calls to action or anything specific to promote? Um, well, something that's uh, from the last question. I think um, if you're a woman, woman and you're thinking of joining the cannabis space, um, please do it. <laughs> and please don't be, <laughs> don't, don't be afraid of, you know, the title of the job or right. what the company does. Um I think just applying and getting yourself in front of people will, will be very beneficial. Um, so that is my personal call to action, um, is just apply and, and take a, you know, take a chance then Mm -hmm. specifically to promote or call to action. Um, well, I talked a lot about our wholesale platform. Um, it is live in Oregon. It's something that we have been building, and gearing up for the last three years. Um, and it's pretty awesome to feel that, to see this, um, uh, happening. It's, if you're interested, uh, you just go in register, um, and you'll be able to log in and access wholesale and then connect. I think if you're curious about, um, chemical data and, what the industry looks like um, from a chemical perspective and where the strains kind of situate. Check out Connect. Um, It's a fun tool. Um, It can be a little overwhelming because there's like Uh charts and graphs and numbers and people might shut down, but don't. There's some really good helpful (laughs) tools. Um, And begin to... um, Begin to challenge yourself and challenge the places that you uh, purchase cannabis. You know, ask your bud tenders challenging questions. Um, see if you can kind of do your own little research project. That's how I got involved with cannabis. I was doing my own little research project on all the things and what strains and what how you know what types of consumption methods and I just got super geeked out by it all and I was like this is cool I'm gonna see if I can go work in this space so yes be stay (laughs) stay curious (laughs) I love it and I I'm so happy that you came on today and thank you let us learn from you yeah thank you thank you for all of your questions and letting me talk about myself and talk about how cool my company is not my company but right hey you know but it is though. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Have a good Thanksgiving. You too. Thanks for listening to Your Highness Podcast. If you would like to be featured in a future episode or would like to inquire about possible sponsorship, email yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. That's yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at highnesspodcast. That's at Highness Podcast. Thanks again.